Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, Nick and I chat about our video game achievements. We also discuss the video game news for the week. You can also catch an extended version of this episode on YouTube. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. And welcome, audience, to episode 25 of Pressing Buttons. We are basically a quarter century, so it's pretty good if you ask me. Um, In today's show, we're going to go over the agenda real quick. Um, We're going to go over a bit of news. It's been a slow week news-wise, not a lot of video game news. Everybody's kind of taking a little vacation after the last two weeks of announcements. Um, So light bit of news, but the good thing is we also have a segment um, where we're going to talk about our video game achievements And then uh, we have some of our listeners that have uh, sent us some achievements of their own, which we will also bring up and and see how they fare. And then we'll be doing our closing thoughts. So uh, thank you for joining us, and let's get on with the show. So uh, like I said, first off, we're going to start with our news segment. First news we want to talk about was Gamescom. Uh, next, uh, Not next month. Uh, in August, end of August 24th through the 28th, Gamescom usually happens in Germany. Um, a lot of publishers and developers head out there to make any announcements um, and the like. But this year, a lot of big publishers like Sony, Nintendo, Take-Two, Activision, Blizzard, and others have decided to skip it. Um, some of it has to do with COVID, obviously, and then some of it, I think, has to do with nothing really to show. Um, but Sony was the latest one to announce that they're not really going to do anything. We haven't heard anything from Microsoft. They might still have a presence, but this doesn't necessarily mean that they're just uh, not going to show anything at all. It's just that these big uh, publishers and developers are kind of skipping it. So who knows? They might still have something to show. It's one of those where like you also kind of look forward to, especially because it's like a wrap-up after E3. Uh, Jeff Keighley's hosting it. So I'm a little bit disappointed that they won't have these big players, but... Uh, you know, things happen. Uh, what about you, Nick? Are you disappointed this isn't happening? Yeah, I think maybe a little disappointed. I kind of view it as like the big three are, you know, E3, Tokyo Game Show, and Gamescom. So it is a pretty big event. There's usually some cool stuff that comes out of it. Um, so maybe it's a, like a little bit of a bummer, but at the same time, I don't think it's like that surprising. Just coming out of Summer Game Fest and... I think increasing a lot of you know platforms and, and publishers are kind of wanting to just do their own thing, and I think it's just much easier for them to do that. They have way more control. I think it's probably much cheaper. Um, so I think that'll be an increasing trend of of people just trying to do their own stuff. Um, so I don't know, like I and I can't really think of uh, like maybe Microsoft has like some some cool stuff, but like I think they just had their own like pretty big showcase. And then Sony, I think it's just, uh, I think Sony does have a lot of stuff that they're going to start announcing soon, but they're just going to do that through their own, you know, showcase or, or state of play. So, you know, you really, you really just got to start asking the question of like, you know, what's the, what is the future of these, you know, large scale events? Um, I don't know. So I guess we'll, we'll, we'll have to see on that. And I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen with Tokyo Game Show, because I think that one's in, um, I think it's usually in September or something like that so yeah, yeah it might be it might be pretty grim for for the rest of the year in terms of video game announcements specifically at these like big you know big events 
Well, it looks like Sony's taking the Nintendo approach, which Nintendo has done for years, which is just like, we'll announce stuff when we want to announce stuff. We're not going to be beholden to the gamers, which is, you know, on our end, I think it's not fun for us because we want to know when stuff is getting announced or we want to know, hey, there's a showcase for this coming up soon. But it's a good approach. I mean, especially if everybody gets used to it and the games come out looking good. So I do think... um, come Tokyo Game Show time uh, in September or whatever time that is, I think they will have more to show just because they're Japanese-based companies and they do want to hype the crowd up. And even if not them, at least uh, a lot of Japanese publisher, uh, publishers and developers like Square Enix um, and, and such will have more to show. So hopefully uh, they, they do get right on that and, and show us some more stuff, but who knows? Uh, we still have six months left on the year. I'm pretty sure there's some big announcements coming. All right. Next bit of news we wanted to move on to was uh, From Software. I know we haven't talked about From Software a lot, you know, in a bit. Uh, the first, I yeah, feel like... Yeah, we started the year as an Elden <laughs> Ring podcast, basically. Yeah, I feel like the first 15 episodes, we always talked about <laughs> Elden yeah. Ring. Um, but they just uh, um, sent a tweet recently. They're looking for new talent uh, for their future projects. Uh, but in that tweet and in an interview that Miyazaki did, he basically said that they've almost done with a project that they've been working on. So that's kind of fun to hear just because, one, we didn't know they were working on a project, and two, that it's almost done. Um, and they also said that they're going to be continuing supporting Elden Ring, of course. Great game. We expect DLC to come out soon um, for that game, especially since uh, it's been out for four months, and I feel like a lot of people have beat it or, or done everything that they can so we can hopefully expect some of that um the only question is what new game are they going to be announcing is it going to be something in the mech warrior franchise which which has been rumored for a while and it is the mech warrior 25th anniversary or Ma- no armored core armored core not oh armored armor core i'm sorry i get them confused yeah. armored core um franchise 25th year anniversary is this year and obviously it's one of their most um beloved franchises i think they did five so this was yeah, that's a lot there's a um, lot of them i've frankly never really got into that series at all i think i maybe tried playing one of them but just wasn't wasn't my thing um i always I thought it had potential but with the obviously with the new improvements to uh game quality and, and graphics and controller and stuff like that and you know from making such amazing games as secure and bloodborne and all the dark souls and now Elden ring I can't wait to see what what they would do with this franchise in the in the future now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you know, um, it might be a, another Armored Core, or it might just be another one of their projects. Obviously, they stepped away from the comfort zone. Well, not comfort zone, but obviously they did uh, Bloodborne and Sekiro, and now Elden Ring, which wasn't one of the main lines as Dark Souls. Um, so you could kind of probably see them doing another mainline single-player game. Um, are you hoping for anything specific? Is there something you want to see from them? What what games do you see in their future? Yeah, the the thing I'm probably most looking forward to, which I actually don't know whether From Software would do this or if it actually would be Bluepoint, but I just need the Bloodborne remaster or re, re, like I I really don't care about I need I need to be able to play a Bloodborne. I'm unable to play it in its current current state um so i need that 
Um, I, I mean, it sounds like the studio, these has had so much success. I think they're finally moving into a place where they're going to be able to multiple, you know, develop multiple games concurrently. So I wonder if, you know, what, what that kind of looks like in terms of, they probably continue doing like single player with, with some multiplayer elements, but like largely a single player kind of, you know, souls, souls type game. But then I wonder what else, you know, do they have in store in terms of like potentially other types of games? Uh, and is that something that's like, is it a Miyazaki thing or do they have other kind of creative talent that they you know, want to give some freedom to, to create something new? So so I don't know. Um, I think it's exciting. You know, I, I love the studio. So it would be cool if we can get more of the same and then as well as like some new stuff that's like maybe a little bit more outside the kind of maybe their comfort zone of what they've been delivering to date. So, um, so it's, it's, it's exciting, but I just, just, just give me, all I know is any Bloodborne, everything else is, is gravy. That's kind of how I think about it. Yeah. Just uh, release a, a Bloodborne remaster like you did, uh, Demon's Soul and then Bloodborne 2, baby. I think whatever, uh, from works on is going to be a banger. So I'm excited regardless. Um, all right. So that does it for the news segment. Like I said, very slow week for news. Hopefully next week we uh, ramp back up at least with some relevant information. If not, we'll figure something out. You know, we always want to entertain you guys and make sure you guys are tuning in. So we'll figure it out. Um, so now we're going to move into our video game achievements. Um, Nick and I have wanted to do this for a while. Or just uh, in general, any sort of stories or, or segments that kind of have to do with video games, but not necessarily news type uh, stories and segments. Um, and obviously, this is going to be the first of many. We're going to kind of refine this and, and be better at it. But we want to talk about our video game achievements. I know Nick has played video games for a very long time. I played video games for a very long time. We love video games. That's why we decided to do this podcast. And there's a great sense of accomplishment when you do certain things in these in video games um, where you can tell your friends and they kind of, they get it. They understand that. They see the video game and they see what you've done and they're like, oh, fuck, that's amazing. So it's a big thing. Uh, we got some listener responses uh, down the road, which I'll, I'll read, but Nick and I are going to give you uh, those video game achievements that we've done that we are proud that, th- that we've accomplished uh, ourselves. And I'll start off with, with a couple of mine. We'll do a little back and forth and, and give you all of our video game achievements. Obviously, we're going to have more in the future, but these are the ones that we're proudest up to this point. So I'm going to start off with um, Call of Duty. So Call of Duty uh, for Modern Warfare, back when it came out in like 2000. Seven or 2008, I don't remember the exact year, but uh, that was a time for me when I wasn't really uh, doing much. I lived in Florida, and all I was doing was kind of working, going home, working, going home. I didn't really have a social life, so I played a lot of Call of Duty online on Xbox. Great times were had. Um, so this game came out around that time. I'm very proud because I got the Mile High Club achievement, which entails basically... You had to go through a plane, shoot a bunch of terrorists in under a minute, and then like headshot some terrorists. I think he's holding a gun to the president's daughter's head or the president's head or something. Uh, but you have to do it on veteran. It's a very sequence event, but you have to do everything right to do it in under a minute um, and just kind of get through. So I'm very proud of that one. And then the other one was being ranked 59th in kills in the world. 
Um, and that was back when like you also had bots like populating the first 20 or 30 spots. So I could have been ranked higher. Uh, you had weird glitches, so you didn't know who was the top. But I had a lot of free time. So I was ranked 59th in the world, and that was pretty fun. I, I always say if I was like, if streaming was popular back then and I had a whole kit, I could have been a big streamer. So, you know, but it wasn't meant to be. There you go. You just love killing. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I go killing again. Uh, what about you? Give me, give me some of your achievements to start off. Yeah, I think one of my, one of my big ones is, and I think I, I've mentioned this in an episode or two, but uh, I'm a big fan of rhythm games. Uh, so I'll pretty much play any rhythm game at this point. Um, most recently I bought the Hatsune Miku game, um, that was launched on Steam. So that's my most recent one, but the beginning of my love of rhythm games, uh, was actually with Guitar Hero. Um, so it was Guitar Hero on, uh, PlayStation 2. So I think that was when I was in college, I think when that came out and then I played it, I put quite a bit of it um so my achievement was actually just beating the initial guitar hero and expert which is pretty pretty difficult um i don't know have you played any of those like kind of like hardware based like you know whether it's guitar hero or rock band or, or anything like that i mean that's that's why i give it to you and i'll, I'll give you gaming props <laughs> okay you know, right. like giving props um but i i think it's like whenever well, at, at an arcade or something like that, and you play these rhythm games, I'm like, what the fuck? Because I can't, I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if, because I naturally, you know, that's going to sound weird, but I have rhythm. I like dancing mm. and all that stuff, and I, uh, what, whatever. Uh, but I just, with the rhythm games, it's just, it's, I feel like it's not connecting to the real world. Type thing, <laughs> but, but, but killing people is on Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's a gun, it's a gun versus a dancing pad. Okay. Anyways, topic for another, <laughs> for another episode. But it's just, I don't know. I just can't get, uh, the two across. And that's also why I think you would be like a great, fighting game player if you put your mind to it just because i feel like if you have the coordination for rhythm games i think you can have the coordination for the most yeah. but yeah i i can't get into it i can't be good at it yeah no i i'm like so I, I i love fighting games i buy a lot of them uh i watch people yeah you know, i watch tournaments and stuff like that but i am like terrible i'm so bad at fighting games and like not even remotely competitive so i'm actually looking forward to street fighter 6 and they have like a slightly more accessible control scheme so maybe i'll be able to pull through and prove you right but um yeah so i think that that's a big one for me and i think most people who've been through that experience of trying to beat a uh, guitar hero and expert they'll remember one specific song it's uh, ozzy osbourne uh, bark at the moon which there's like a couple different guitar solos in the game that are just excruciatingly difficult and that's basically like how you beat the game is like if you can beat that song then you're like pretty good shape so that's like the big milestone for for success so so that was that was a big one for me um i vividly remember beating it and then like running laps around my apartment because i was like so pumped so it was a good one well that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this segment because it's 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 like I said at the beginning, like I don't play Guitar Hero. I don't know how everything works, but I know how hard that is. And I know how like amazing 
it was to do that thing. So, like, yeah, I congratulate you on that. Thank you. All right, how about you? You're up, you're up next. Um, all right, so uh, my next couple of big video game achievements I wanted to say were they have to do with, like, gameplay mechanics. Um, one is Guacamele Chicken Run achievement, which is basically you have this chicken, and I don't know, you know if you've never played Guacamele, in Guacamele it has a lot of mechanics where you can kind of uh, freeze time and, and switch the platforming and just push. So you basically have to push this chicken through a labyrinth that's full of spikes to get a bus sawed at the end. So it was really hard. It was kind of hard to get the timing. I did this like eight years ago. It's on my YouTube channel. I'll, I'll put the link to my YouTube channel. This is not a plug. I'll put the link to my YouTube channel on, on the show notes. So it was very hard platforming, especially getting it down. Um, it took me a bunch of tries. I think I put down that it took me like five hours or something. No, no. I think it was less than five hours. But it took me a long time to kind of perfect it. And that's that's the thing with these achievements. It's all about repetition to get it perfect, to get a good run, to finish it up. The other one being uh, Hollow Knight, um, which with the DLC and everything. I love Hollow Knight. Great platformer. Great uh, Metroidvania. Um there's a certain uh, DLC that you can do, um, and you're basically platforming through through a bunch of, again, spikes level, where you're just, like, bouncing off spikes, dashing across the air and stuff like that. Um, very hard level area, and I beat that, so I, I was very proud of that. Um, what are your next gaming achievements? Yeah, that, that's, I guess, a good segue to my next one, where um, it's a game called Celeste, which is another, you know, 2D pretty difficult platformer game uh i think it's it's kind of like super meat boy maybe a little bit where it's like really specific paths that you need to get through a level and like it's super precise jumps and a couple of other mechanics um so it's a really great game uh so i was able to beat that and then as you go through the game you also unlock uh like these like side side levels um so it's called i think it's a side or b sides so i think that's the main game then there's b sides and then there's c sides and then the c sides are like these insanely complex or, or difficult levels so i was able to beat all of those uh it took quite a bit of time but i actually checked the the steam achievement and only like seven percent of people who played the game were able to get that one so I feel like if if you can get if you can get a trophy with fewer than ten percent of you know people able to get it, I feel like that's that's pretty good. Yeah, especially how considering how popular Celeste is, I think uh, that's a that's a big one. Yeah, which is great with with these new um, achievements uh, statistics. I know they have a lot of not like percentile things, so it's kind of good to kind of compare yourself to whoever's playing the game. Yeah, no, it's super helpful. I think just with a lot of my like a lot of my achievements i kind of realized like a lot of them aren't on pc it's like kind of older games so i don't know what that says about me but um i didn't really have any cool like interesting steam you know achievements or trophies or i didn't really check playstation or or xbox but i don't think i have anything super cool i'm not a big trophy person so i think that's when they were harder like when they didn't have these like uh achievement trophy pop-ups that's when they were harder that's when they just 
made the game hard to be hard. And then if you if you beat it and you did and you did these certain things a certain way, and then you told your friends about it, that was the achievement. Like it it wasn't popped up. You didn't see it on your profile. No, you just like hey, this crazy thing I did on Metal Gear Solid or something like that. Like mm -hmm. that was the achievement. And you know, obviously you'd be like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, man, that's fucking I, amazing. So I have specifically two games where it's exactly that story. Where when I was growing up and and played these games, they were like. I, like, I couldn't beat them, but then they became something that I wanted to complete when I got older, so I have a couple of those coming coming a bit later. Yeah. All right. And then my next set of, I uh, would say, achievements kind of have to do more with PvP stuff. The first one being Destiny. Uh, Trials uh, of Osiris, for those unfamiliar, is basically a PvP mode. It's very competitive. Um you know, it matters what guns you have. It matters the map. It matters your teammates. And uh, back in the Destiny 1 days, um, I was pretty uh, proficient in terms of, like, holding my own. I'm not going to sit here and say I carried people. I'm going to sit here and I say that I held my own. And then if, you know, you didn't have to carry me. So that's what I tell everybody. <laughs> um, but, you know, in certain instances, uh, two of my teammates died. And it was just me versus three. So, like, there's a bunch of times where, like, I've managed to prevail and, you know, uh, I'm a big PvP person, so that felt good having that accomplishment, one versus three, and just winning the game or winning the round on my own. That felt great. Same thing with Last of Us uh, multiplayer, if you're not familiar with, it kind of plays like the main game where you go around the map and you um, get materials throughout the map and then you can build bombs, you can get bullets, you can get health kits. So a lot of, I played a lot of um, Last of Us multiplayer, which is why I want a lot of good news from the Last of Us 2 multiplayer whenever they announced that. Um, just because it was a different, unique multiplayer and there was a lot of instances where like I won versus four just in terms of like setting up bombs that I crafted, shooting uh, with snipers, shooting with the bow, it's, it's a good game where if the other team is playing right and they have four of you, they can easily take you out. But if you're the last one standing, you can definitely take them out just because they also give you the advantage of giving you extra material so you can kind of win the game. Same thing with Assassin's Creed multiplayer, which I was a big fan of. If you've never played it, you're basically playing the simulation with a bunch of assassins, whether it's seven or eight or whatever the amount is. But everybody's dressed like you and you kind of have to figure out which one's the real uh, person, not an NPC. So that, that was another hard uh, video game. So in terms of multiplayer, you know, it's always a great achievement when you can do something one versus two, one versus three, one versus four, whatever. It's it's tough, but when you pull those moves, and especially when your teammates can see that, like it's definitely a confidence booster. Oh, yeah, I have um, uh, uh, at least for me, like I don't know, maybe it's pretty similar to what you were just talking about, but um, the original Halo game. So Halo basically defined my college. Uh, the, the, the first few years of my college experience was just playing a ton of Halo. Uh, the reason being is because that was before Xbox Live existed. And I was on a college campus that had a, a, a large, you know, connected network. So if you plugged your Xbox into the internet in your dorm room, you effectively could play against anyone on the college campus, which I know that like now that sounds like 
it's like uh, whatever but like that was a big deal back then such an archaic system (laughs) yeah yeah being able to like just play with like basically anyone uh basically like online um was super cool so we played tons of halo and then we actually organized um or some other group organized uh like in a like a college-wide halo tournament um i don't remember the exact rule set but me and my buddies pulled together a team and, and entered the tournament. We fucking destroyed everyone. So that was cool. So I had that on my list as like a, as an achievement of, you know, pre, pre esports, <laughs> pre, pre Xbox live, big, you know, big kind of college wide tournament tournament and being able to get, win that was pretty cool. That's what I'm saying, man. If like the technology that we have now was available when we were younger, we could have been fucking Twitch stars or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was why, um, so I do have, you know, I did play a lot of first person shooters with a controller, you know, on Xbox. So that's why like, I always give you shit about you continue to use a controller <laughs> to play a first person shooter. And it's also like a bungee, you know, it's, it's a bungee game with, with destiny. That was bungee who created the original halo. So I've been through the transition, man. It's just, you just gotta, you gotta get the mouse and keyboard. You gotta do it. Uh, it'll happen eventually. Okay. We'll see. All, we'll right, see. all right, all right, all um, right. It's 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 a gaming goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was maybe my like more multiplayer centric achievement. Um, the other one I had on here, I think you've actually got me beat on this, but I think it's still something like. But all the all the from like a lot of the from software games, um, they have a general reputation for being pretty difficult. Um, so I've been able to be the Dark Souls trilogy, Demon Souls on PS3, Demon Souls remake on PS5, and then most recently Elden Ring. And I beat like that was basically at the beginning of quarantine. I think basically I bought all those games either at launch or shortly after they launched and played them for a little bit and then just kind of got frustrated. And I basically did that with every time like every time one of those games came out. But again at the beginning of quarantine I used that as like, okay, I'm gonna I'm going to actually focus and beat these games because I have nothing else better to do. So I, I just plowed through through all of those games basically in a few month period. So that was that was pretty cool. And I think you've you've beaten all those, right? And then you've also beaten Bloodboard and, and Sekiro, right? Yeah, that's the thing with these uh, Souls games where like if you're in the mood for them, you can kind of run through them or do them. Whereas like, if you're not, you'll probably do one or two worlds and then kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. It's, it's taxing. But, um, yeah, I've, I've beat all Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro. And obviously, a lot of, um, all of them have different endings. You could get like four or five endings for each one. So, you, you know, there's tricks to it where you can save at the end, save scum. So you can get all the endings, which I've done, obviously, because it's, it's kind of hard to beat the game and then beat it again just to get a different ending but, i mean you're just a natural um, scumbag so i am i am a scumbag safe scumbag bastard um but jumping off of that um like future challenges uh one of my other gaming achievements which i just did recently i was very proud of was that i did a destiny solo dungeon um and then just seeing doing a lot of research in terms of like watching youtube videos seeing other people do it what loadouts to have um, how to beat certain bosses, what's the best way to do damage phase, um, and stuff like that, was very enlightening, and it kind of 
pump my you know gaming gears up to kind of do that with other games um and in the future i might give some sekiro or dark souls elden ring runs where i might want to do like level one runs or only using a certain type of weapon or no magic or stuff like that obviously with with dark souls and and all that i might start slow just because i know how difficult of a game is but you know it I'm, I'm excited because I want to do try. I, I want to try and do these things, um, n- not necessarily for everybody else, just for me, just to be like, oh, I could do this. It's it's really fun, um, and if it's not fun, then I can stop. I, I have that control. So, um, beating Destiny, doing a solo dungeon, um, I it, I think it totally took me like twelve hours to do over two days. Um, my next goal is to kind of do it in one run. Now that I've perfected uh, the run and kind of know what to do, what's expected, what guns I need to use, I feel like if I do it next time, I can do it in a clean run and I can probably do it. it it's going to take me some hours, but I feel like I could do it in less than 12 hours. So hopefully with that motivation, I can kind of move that into Dark Souls and do uh, like a hardcore Dark Souls run or something like that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think there's a, a, a number of different flavors of souls you know souls runs there's um soul level one where you basically never upgrade uh which i think that's what you're talking about right like you basically uh never level up and 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 complete the game uh there's speed running is another fun category which is applicable to like a lot of different games and then um there's one category that i watched a ton of which i think is fun but it's the no hit runs so playing the game, which I think this is like so insanely difficult and requires tons of planning and research, but, uh, you know, beating those games without ever getting hit is like another category. Yeah. Those are, so, insane. Yeah, those are, those are insane. so I, I've watched a ton of those. Those are, those are pretty fun to watch. Um, yeah, you should, you know, stream, st- stream a souls run and see what happens. That'd be fun. It's just going to be a lot of disappointment and me kind of falling off cliffs for no reason because that's what I tend to do in video games. Like, there's a cliff and I jump off, and why? I don't know. It's just how I do it. <laughs> it's how you do it. Um, but, yeah. those. Uh, do you have any, any last uh, achievements that you... Yeah, I can maybe do like a quick, quick lightning round. Um, maybe to close out... Uh, I have like one more where I thought it was like more like difficulty oriented. And then I have like a few quick ones that I think are just more like interesting achievements uh, that I happen to like. Um, so yeah, there's this one developer, his name is Terry Cavanaugh. Um, so he's a indie game developer. I think his kind of first big game was called VVVVVV. Uh, uh, if you've ever heard of that one. I, I, I'm gonna have to refresh my mind, but I've, it's it's the, it's a distinct it's, it's title. A, it's that I a two D like platformer where you like basically mess around with gravity, where you're, like you're um, going like up and down. It's like a puzzle platformer type game. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of like an indie darling game uh, a while back, but then he you know created a bunch of other. Uh, so you know I was a fan of him, and then he created this game called uh, Super Hexagon which was uh, initially on, on mobile titles, but I think it's you know pretty much on, on, on most platforms now. But 
I have no idea how to describe this game. Like you basically just need to check out a YouTube video of, of what this is, but it's called Super Hexagon. And it's real simple. All you do is you just press left and right. Um, you're basically like a little triangle in the center of the screen. And there's a bunch of like obstacles kind of like coming towards you. And you need to like avoid the obstacles by just turning, like spinning yourself left and right. And there's cool music. And um, as you progress through it, it gets like increasingly more difficult. Um, so... Again, there's like no no way to describe this game. Like you just gotta you gotta look at it, but it's it's super difficult. I would love to see you. I would love to just watch you try to play this game just so you can just to see what happens. Um, but I was able to beat it and see the credits, and uh, I was I was pretty proud of that one. Um, and then another another quick one is uh, another game from Terry Cavanaugh uh, was called Maverick Bird. Um, do you remember the whole Flappy Bird craze? Yeah, okay. Flat, Flappy Bird. So this was... Which was just, uh, what was that game, that paper plane, which is just a knockoff of that paper plane game? Yeah, I mean, it, there was a lot of co- copied assets uh, going in a lot of different directions. But yeah, Flappy Bird was this you know huge mobile game craze where you basically just jump your bird and you hit a jump button to go through pipes that were seemingly copied and pasted from super Mario world. Um, so, so Tara Cavanaugh kind of made like a game inspired by flappy bird called Maverick bird, where it's kind of his it's Tara Cavanaugh's like art style and, you know, kind of music and difficulty. Um, but it's, you know, more or less the same kind of mechanics as flappy bird. And, um, I actually don't remember what the actual achievement was, but, uh, I think there was a leaderboard and I'm pretty sure I was like either the best player or like a top 10 player at that, whatever point in time I was playing the game. Like I was like abnormally high and so I can't confirm this, but I can, so what's funny is I was playing this game shamelessly at work during down periods and sitting next to me was none other than that's the best yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting next to me while doing that was none other than Depaz from Depaz Design. So he can he can corroborate that I'm like abnormally good at this game. <laughs> like I remember him watching me and being like, What the hell is going on? Uh so he, he can back me up if anyone's questioning my my skill at Maverick Bird. I've been playing video games on company time, I think is an achievement in itself and you should be proud of and you succeeded. <laughs> I also built a gaming PC on company time, so there you go. There you there you go. go. That's that's the ultimate achievement. Just like do fun shit while you're working and get away with it. Well, yeah, it's because I was I was living in uh, I had this like shithole apartment in Lower East Side, New York. I was getting all these like very expensive PC components. You know, I was buying them online and having them shipped to me. So I was like, I'm not I'm not risking having things shipped to my apartment where like anyone can just take packages off my porch so uh so i had, had to get all the stuff mailed to work and then i just figured i might as well just build the damn thing while while i'm there so that was the strat um what else so yeah i got a, i got a few others um i don't want to belabor all these but maybe real quick final fantasy 14 is up there for me again kind of like less difficulty based i just think it's something that i 
I'm, I'm happy with that I was able to complete that game. It took like well over 600 hours over a six-month period. Um, so it was a, a big-time commitment, but it was very rewarding completing the game. It was like an awesome ending to, to the main story with the Endwalker expansion. So I feel pretty good about that one. Um, Toe Jam and Earl, did you ever play? The Toe Jam and Earl game on Sega Genesis? I, I played a little bit, but not not too much, but I know of Toe Jam and Earl. That's a 90s reference for our yeah, viewers. Yeah, yeah. listeners. Old school game. Um, it's something that I really liked. Uh, so I had, you know, I played this game like as, as a kid and it's, it's kind of, it's hard. It's kind of quirky. There's a lot of uh, RNG components to it. And I think you you basically like need to play the game in like one sitting. Like there's no real, you know, like password system or save system or whatever. So like, if you really want to beat the game, like it's gotta be a focused, a focused effort. Um, so it's one of those games that I liked. I never beat it. I always wanted to beat it. And I guess kind of going back to, you know, when I was living in, in the Lower East Side. So I think this was, uh, well, I lived there for a long time, but what happened was, uh, Hurricane Sandy. Were you in New York for that? Do you remember Sandy? Oh, yeah, I, I was definitely okay, okay. here for that yeah. shit, where the whole midtown to the lower was blacked out, and I was happily in Washington Heights Yeah, so I was, with electricity and ordering dominoes. Yeah, I was, in the black, I was in the blackout, baby. Uh, so I was, so that's, you know, I was in the Lower East Side. I had no power. Uh, I had to go up to uh, one of my buddies, you know, thankfully had space and was kind enough to, to let me crash at his place in the Upper West Side. So Upper West Side had, had power. Uh, both of us, our offices were also in the blackout period. So like we couldn't work like the companies we worked for, they just were closed. So we had basically, we could do whatever we wanted. And I have no idea how we came to this idea, but we were like, Hey, let's beat Toji and Mineral. <laughs> so like, that's like, that was like my big thing. We, I think we, we didn't do it. You know, we didn't play it every hour of the day, but like for a couple of days, we were spending a ton of time beating, trying to beat Toji and Mineral, and we finally did it. So, I felt great about that one. Um, so that's a fun, fun little story. That's very reminiscent of uh, Ghosts and Goblins. I don't know if you ever oh, yeah. played Ghosts and Goblins, uh, the whole thing. And spoilers: what a letdown when you finish the game one time because you kind of have to beat the game again because <laughs> you get to the last boss you beat it and it's i don't remember exactly but i remember like it wasn't the boss you had to redo it again to do the whole thing and it's a very hard game there's no saves it's it's just a hard game and it sounds like toe jam and earl is also a hard game well there's more there's more like uh rng to it where you're just playing through you know procedurally generated levels and ultimately like the goal of the game is to i think it's like five pieces of your ship so like you crash land somewhere, your ship falls, you know, breaks apart into a bunch of different pieces and you're just going through the world trying to collect your ship pieces. But it's like completely random when a ship piece will actually be on a level. So so I think that's like one of the one of the challenging things to it. And um and yeah, I think maybe one one last uh achievement, maybe it's a little bit related where it was a game that I loved in my childhood that I could never beat and then as I got older I just decided that I really wanted to beat this game um so it's actually one of my good buddies growing up uh we played soccer together I'm coincidentally wearing a soccer jersey but um 
which Hugo earlier was making fun of me for wearing, but yeah, I swear to God, it's a coincidence, (laughs) but, um, played a lot of soccer growing up. Uh, the way that, you know, where I come from, um, I'm from St. Louis. So arcade games were very commonly, uh, put into like soccer arenas. Like I played like a lot of indoor soccer. There'd be like, you know, a field or maybe a couple fields. And then you have like a, an area where they would have arcade games. So that's where I would basically play all my arcade games was at, uh, soccer, soccer arenas and Ninja Turtles, you know, was just like a huge arcade game, uh, you know, in the nineties and it's, and I love the franchise, but that game's not designed to be beaten, you know, with a few quarters. So, I don't know how much, so I would basically play the game like every chance I got, but you don't really get too far into it unless you have like a bunch of money. So, so it's a game that me and my buddy, um, when we played soccer together, like we'd play it a lot. And then as we got older, you know, we were living in New York and just like as a fun thing to do, like, Hey, let's go over to Barcade. It's, I think it's in like Midtown or Chelsea maybe, or. Yeah. There's a couple, there's one in yeah. Brooklyn. There's I can't one in Midtown. Where... There's one in, uh, oh St. yeah. Marks. St. Mark's. I think, yeah, I think it was the St. Mark's one maybe. Yeah. So we go to, we go to Barcade and we're like, our objective here is we're beating this damn game. doesn't matter how much it costs. I'm a grown up. I have <laughs> yeah. Money. I'm all grown up. <laughs> money ain't no thing. Uh, so it was fun. Like it, it it's such a, it's so funny how everyone, get so upset about modern day like monetization mechanics but like that was awful like it, it, the game was designed to take your court like you cannot beat the game unless you pay like it's quite literally pay to win playing on some young yeah, yeah, yeah. innocent and children it's like, that, that's why like, those <laughs> games just don't hold up when you get um you know like if you try to download the that specific game and, and try to play it now you're just like what that? What the hell is this? And that's why Shredder's Revenge is cool because it's it's like it, it's like that feel, but it's like actually you don't have fun. To worry yeah, about it's, the like, it's like it's actually like fun, <laughs> and I feel like fair and um. So that and The Simpsons, uh, like you said, that um, Turtles in Time and The Simpsons game, just super yeah. quarter uh, take yeah, my I, money I don't remember. type shit. Like I, we had to have spent like over well over ten dollars, I'm pretty sure, to to actually beat the game. So we, you know we beat the game, caught ten bucks. I don't know, but it, it's it was quite a bit of money uh, just to be able to get anywhere close to to beating the game, and that was kind of fun. That we're just having some beers, beating turtles. It was a good good time. And that's it. Well, I mean uh, that's that's one of those. It's it's why I love this segment just because. We both love video games. We both love talking about video games. And when we can talk to each other about like video game achievements, it's a whole other level. Yeah, the stats are uh, on the console and online and stuff like that. But just like, oh, man, that was crazy. Like I, well, I, I understood you when you were like, oh, yeah, uh, Turtles in Time spent so many quarters. I'm like, yeah, I was a fucking kid as well. And it's like, I don't have any money. <laughs> I can't finish this. But now you're an adult. It's like, oh, $10? Fine, I'll fucking waste ten dollars on this. I spent ten dollars on fucking lunch or something yeah. or some shit. That's right. But uh, so that does it for us uh, in terms of video game achievements. And now we're gonna kind of go into our listeners. Which thank you uh, for the listeners that submitted some of their video game achievements and highlights. We're gonna list uh, three or four. Um, let me see what we got. 
again, thank you, thank you for that. Um, we have first going off of our good friend, who's always on the Discord, uh, Willie. He sent in that he got the Relic, Aeonic, Empyrean, and Mythic achievement in Final Fantasy XI, which is basically obtaining all forms of ultimate weapons. Sounds crazy. I had to ask uh, Nick what that meant, but apparently it's just like, it take, it's very time-consuming, which, speaking about these achievements, a lot of them are time-consuming and how much time you're willing to spend to get it if you want to get it. Um, so it's just like collecting a bunch of weapons in Final Fantasy XI, and it's very time-consuming. So, Willie, shout-outs to you for getting all of these, and according to Nick, it's it's very tough. Uh, any thoughts on this, Nick? I never played Final Fantasy XI, but just kind of projecting, you know, my experience with Final Fantasy XIV to that, like, that must have been quite the effort to you know get all that stuff and so yeah it's sounds pretty impressive uh and the next one we got is from reapers of the galaxy clan which i'm a part of uh very big gamers love them to death um mainly from kizzy superhero felix um they managed i mean i don't know if this is a gaming achievement but it's a video game related achievement they managed to keep a playstation party active for about a week <laughs> <laughs> which is very tough um you, you know if you're not familiar with playstation 4 parties you can join them whatever it tells you the time you're in there for but they were just like they would swap out like they would keep the party active somebody would always be in that party they managed to keep it alive for about a week and then i think the internal system of the playstation 4 does not allow more than a week because it kept kicking them out and eventually the party shut itself down but very tough to keep up, especially just because it's one of those parties. It's like, let's keep the party alive. If it was a real party, people drinking, people having fun, that one person is still drinking until the group refreshes. So that was pretty funny. I was part of it at some point. So, um, yeah, definitely a, a good party to to be a part of. And I'm sad that it died. But maybe we can bring it up again on PlayStation 5. Even though we don't play PlayStation that much anymore, it's all PC. Whatever, let's keep it. You know, alive for the new generation. Um, and then we got another one from Albert, um, another member of the Reapers of the Galaxy fandom. He put in Batman Arkham Asylum and Persona 5. Very time-consuming, like we said. Time is a big factor in a lot of these. And going off experience, Batman Arkham Asylum, I got the achievement, the platinum on that. It's a very tough one because you definitely have to do a lot of things to to get the final achievement and then some is of them that are the hard. With the riddler and also all the riddler stuff all the oh, riddler man. stuff and then like you gotta do like a 120 hit combo which is another thing um and then persona 5 which is also another very time consuming knowing from playing a little bit of persona that one's tough um and then division as well so thank you albert for suggesting that we know how hard it is for you we know how hard it is for everybody um so that's all I got for everybody submitting. Thanks to all the submissions. This was definitely a, a really fun episode in terms of like, hey, what have you done in video games? What have I done in video games? I I understand that, you know, good good, good segment. So we're going to be bringing a lot more of these. In and the it's future. clear that I'm the better gamer. I think that's what I learned. Uh, debatable. <laughs> Uh, debatable. <laughs> Depends At on least video. I have better rhythm. We can right. we can uh, agree to that, right? In video games, come all on, right. man. All right, all right, all right. 
<laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to closing thoughts. Uh, very long episode, but uh, bear with us. Um, I'm going to start it off. Just want to talk about two shows I've been watching. One is Players. It's a new show on Paramount+. Plus. It deals with like an esports team on based off of League of Legends. It's pretty fun. It has a lot of jokes, but you kind of have to know the game to understand it. But it shows a very... Uh, dynamic look into esports and how the teams work and how sponsorship works and all that stuff. If you haven't checked it out, I recommend it. Uh, I'll put some links in the Discord. Make sure you check out the Pressing Buttons Discord um, so you can check it out. And the other show I wanted to talk about was Hacks. It's a show on HBO Max. It stars Gene Smart as an aging comedian. She's pretty funny. The whole cast is pretty funny. It's a show about an aging comedian and how they're dealing with just kind of trying to be funny in, in this day and age. So definitely recommend it. I don't want to give too much away, but they have a lot of witty jokes. Uh, very up-to-date. Check that out. Uh, the other thing, this one's a game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. This is more of like a Nick and I closing thought just because we played it on Wednesday for game night with uh, Mitch, our good friend Mitch, Brooklyn dad. We had a lot of fun. It's a fucking amazing game. I think it checks all the boxes for me being an 80s baby in terms of 90s nostalgia, like the gameplay, the graphics, the music, and <laughs> the fucking Ninja Turtles, which I've always loved. Great game. Um, we got to, I believe, chapter 12 or, or 10 or 12. We're a couple chapters away from the end. We're going to continue playing this, but if you haven't gotten that game, if you want a game to play with some friends and have a good time, definitely get ten, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder Revenge. And then off of, off of that, the one last thing is I want to show you guys, for those uh, viewing this on YouTube, if you haven't, kind of jump in on Very YouTube angry. real quick. But my Steam Deck, my Steam Deck, woo-woo. It's already, it's already filthy. Angry, it's so I'm, dirty already? It's black. It's going to be filthy and dirty. I got to clean it up. I got to get a screen protector. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'm not going to give too much away just because I want to, you know, I'm such a good friend. I'm such a good co-host. I want Nick to get his and then we can kind of chat about it and give our impressions. So just quick impressions. I'm loving the system, loving the control, still kind of getting used to it, getting used to what it does. Obviously, the main thing is playing games from Steam for my Steam library. So far, the games that I've been able to play, amazing, run great. And um, hopefully they um, they make a, a bunch of the games that I'm not able to play Steam compatible, but about half of my library, 50% um, of like 70 games that I have on Steam are Steam Deck playable. So uh, hopefully they make more and um, seen that compatible and I can play more games but so far I'm enjoying the system can't wait to play more with it only qualm right now is the battery life which is understandable running these high end stuff on the game but there's tricks to that so don't want to talk too much about it obviously I'm going to wait for Nick and then we can give on our full uh, co-host to co-host review on cool. this well, but get the Steam Deck if you can't might be waiting a while because I don't think I'm uh, expected to get mine for another few months. So, yeah, you're like quarter yeah. three, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I got mine. I'm, I was a quarter two when I got it at the end of quarter yeah. two. So, hopefully, you're not at the end of quarter three. Brutal. Um, that's fine. Though. I don't really need it right now. Uh, have you been playing Destiny on it, or is that 
not compatible. I can't play Destiny. It's not Steam Deck verified, and something with the battle system, which is their anti-cheat system. Mm. I can play it. I just had to install Windows. It's okay, a whole okay. thing. I haven't messed around too much with like the third-party stuff and how to get around things because obviously I'm new. But I do like honestly. That's why I got it because I wanted to play Destiny on it. Um, I will figure out a way to play Destiny on it. But for now, I haven't played it just because I don't want to get banned from Destiny. Oh and have no! To get a new account and get all That'd my shit bad. again. I don't want to do all that. Yeah, I heard uh, it's kind of the same situation with Final Fantasy XIV where. There's like a whole big workaround that you need to do. I think it's basically playing it through Windows in some way as opposed to SteamOS. So maybe it's a similar solution as the Destiny. So it's possible, but you got to jump through some hoops to make it happen. Go, cool. all right. Well, that'll be that'll be fun. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, it's it's one of those where like I don't want to fuck up and ask for forgiveness later because forgiveness is like don't ban me. So I'm not. I'm not trying it out too much, but I, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm looking up a lot of YouTube videos, trying to see workarounds for certain things, but the machine itself for what it's meant to do, which is steam and then the Linux software, I think it does a great job. Uh, and like I said, the battery life is one of my qualms, but I have portable chargers and stuff like that. I'll, I'll be fine. Cool. And, uh, what are your closing thoughts, buddy? Yeah. Pretty TV heavy. Uh, in the last week, um, I think I mentioned I I picked up uh, watching Better Call Saul, uh, which is a show that I I watched the first season and most of the second season. You know, several years ago, like probably around the time that it that it aired, uh, I got really it was like a slow kind of like a slow burn initially, and then I just really didn't like the character of Chuck. Like I think he was just super annoying and. So I think he, he was a big driver for like why I just kind of tuned out of the show. But um, uh, as the show just, you know, did more seasons, there was just so much, you know, positive chatter around how the show evolves and, and gets like really, really good. So I always had it on my to-do list to go back and, and pick, you know, give the show another shot and get current. Uh, so yeah, basically been, you know, after work wraps up, it's been me and my wife just been binging Bear to Call Saul pretty much every night uh, for the last week, so it's been great. Well, I'm hoping you guys catch up uh, before the, obviously, this season, which is the final season, so that we can kind of be on the same page. But like you said, it it's one of those slow burns where it takes a couple seasons for you to, to see. But I think as a show, it kind of dives deep into the character of, like, it's not all black and white. You gotta kind of know everybody's past and what they're going through and how they became this way. It's it's a great uh, sequel or prequel to Breaking Bad, and I think it it might, in a sense, be better than Breaking Bad in just some aspects. But they're both great shows, so I'm glad that you picked it back up, and we can kind of talk about it this season. With yeah, I think we'll season. we'll catch up. We're we're hitting it pretty hard, so I think we're almost done. We'll be done with season three. Definitely today. And what is there five seasons? Is What's coming out now? What's coming out in July? Is that? There's five seasons. Season six is the current one. And that one they did half, uh, half last month. Well, uh, two, two months okay. for the half of it. And then the second half premieres in July. So you'll, yeah, you'll we're, I mean, we're, we're hitting it real hard. So we got 
it sounds like we got two and a half seasons to get through. I think we basically went through all of season three like yesterday or over the last couple of days. So we'll be good and um, we'll catch up. It kind of reminds me when um the same thing happened to me with Lost actually, where I was like a late uh, late joiner to the Lost craze, and by the time I got into the show it had already done many seasons and I had to like it almost became like a job where I had to watch so much of the show to get caught up to the last season uh you know because they made it very clear they're like oh it's this is the final season it's it's gonna be this so I had to put in quite the effort to get caught up by then so but uh that's fun yeah funnily enough uh with uh, uh, a lot of the cast from Better Call Saul have a big video game presence. You have Michael Mando, who was in Far Cry, Giancarlo Esposito, who was in Jedi Fallen Order, and the newest Far Cry. So that's kind of video game meets television world, which we're big fans of. That's right. And yeah, I think, um, I don't know why. I think because I, I already knew how much I hated the character of Chuck. Like th- when I picked it up for the second time, like I just kind of was able to like just deal with it because i already knew he was annoying and i guess maybe that's why i was able to like appreciate the second season more because i was just able to focus on everything else um so i don't know but yeah i really enjoyed the the, the side i I didn't go back to season one because it was like very slow and i don't think anything too crazy happened so i used season two as like my starting point yeah Yeah, you don't miss too much uh, i picked it back up with season two but he gets uh chuck Chuck gets very complex in season he does. three or yeah, four, yeah. so yeah, might change. No, he, it's it's. I'm still like annoyed by him, but it's it's not as not as bad as maybe season one or at the beginning of season two. Um, so yeah, that's on the TV side. Uh, on the game side, because I've been so deep on Better Call Saul, I haven't played too many games actually. It's really just been um, Neon White, where I made a little bit of progress. I think I'm almost almost done with the game and my hope is that'll be another game that i can mention and another achievements segment because uh, i think it's like kind of hard like I'll, I'll be curious to see if this actually ends up you know, like being like a really hard game to get all of the they call them ace medals so if you're able to beat the level you know at the fastest time you get an ace medal so what i'm trying to do is get an ace medal for every level of the game and I don't know, once once the game's been out a little bit longer, I'll be curious to see whether that's actually perceived as like an actual achievement, like it's something that's very difficult to do, or it might be that the game just actually does like a really good job of making you feel like a like a god gamer. Like it's like hard to describe, but like when you beat one of these things, you're just like Yeah, like you just feel so good and maybe some of that's like influencing why I think it's actually difficult but i don't know if it's really difficult or not so i don't know i don't know if that makes sense but that's kind of how i how i feel about it but um so i'm still still playing that and, and i want to get that to, to completion in the next couple of weeks and then i haven't played it yet but i did get access to gundam evolution uh which is i think basically gundam meets overwatch so i'm gonna give that a whirl i think uh the the beta uh is up until tuesday um, so I'll be able to play with that for a couple days, and unfortunately, I have to play it on PlayStation. So unfortunately, yeah, because I can't play mouse and keyboard. Then I got to do controller. Uh, elitist mouse and keyboard elitist. Yeah, I know, right? It's rough. 
it's rough. Uh, but if I end up like just liking the game in general, uh, I'll, I'll you know potentially pick that up on PC whenever it comes out. So that's the scoop. All right, can't wait to hear more of that on on that Gundam Evolution and obviously Neon White. Um, get those achievements up. But yeah, can you? Are you gonna check out Neon White? I will, but I think down the road it is Steam Deck compatible. So, but now that's that's where I was going with that. One, one thing about the Steam Deck, it's like now my backlog doesn't seem too much of a backlog because I could just do it on the go. So that's I think. That's my driving force for the Steam Deck, which is just play a lot of the Steam games that I downloaded but never played. Um, so that's kind of pushing me, which is which is good. You know, I I do want to play these games. I do want to give impressions. I do want to let people know how they are. So that's what's pushing me behind the Steam Deck right now. Get through my Steam backlog. So I'm I'm excited. I believe and Neon White sounds perfect for it. Yeah. All right. So that does it for this episode, episode 25 of Pressing Buttons. Um, thanks for joining us. Obviously, we had a lot of fun with the achievements. Hopefully, you guys had too. Um, our lines are still open. Our emails are still open. The Discord is still open. If you want to still shout, out, uh, shout us out and give us some achievements that you guys have conquered or, or have gone through and, and want us to know, feel free. We're, we're always there to listen. But thank you for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode of Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. Bye. I'm Nick. Later. Thanks for joining us on episode 25 of Pressing Buttons. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Layla and our show art is done by D-Pass Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.